Hello, everyone. This is nothing but the Raw Truth Podcast. Here I am, your host tonight, Dr. Bruce A. Smith, here in the studio of BVS Productions, here in the heart of West Memphis, Arkansas. We are so excited to have you tonight. Tonight, we're going to have two special co-hosts with us tonight. The first one is none other than Phyllis Knight from uh, Mansfield, Texas. And the other co-host tonight will be James Collins from Sacramento, California. We're going to give them a moment to get online and get ready and get uh, set to talk about this topic tonight. We're going to talk about voter registration and the need for early voting. We are so excited to have them here. They're getting online now, and we are so excited uh, to, to have this topic tonight and that they consent in their busy schedule to come online and be part of this podcast. Nothing but the raw truth. Come on, come on, come on. We are excited tonight. We are so excited to have you tonight, and we have so much going. And yes. I see that we have one of our guests online and we are waiting for the other one. Uh, Phyllis, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you today, Dr. Smith? I'm doing pretty good. Ready to get this thing <laughs> going. We're going to go ahead and get started while Mr. Collins is trying to get logged in and get everything going. Uh, we are just excited about uh, being on the uh, podcast tonight to talk about this thing of voter registration and uh, discussing uh, the need for us to vote early and not vote to the last moment. We are in, in some, some tough times as we live in today. And if we don't go ahead and get started and get in there and, and get ourselves uh, ready to vote, we're going to be in trouble. It doesn't matter who you That's vote right. for, but we need to vote. There was a time when women couldn't vote. And it didn't matter what color your skin was, you couldn't vote. But now they won the right to vote, and now we have the right to vote. So now we need to exercise that right to vote so we can get uh, each and everybody uh, in, involved in this thing so that after the elections are over and all the uh, people that are put in their perspective places, we won't have nothing to complain about because we've been undone. Our part. What you think about that, Miss Knight? Exactly, exactly. Yes, this is the time that if you haven't never voted before, you need to vote this time for sure. <laughs> you need to make your vote count. So, um, yeah, no vote is too small. Every person's vote count, and you know, like you said, so many people have, um, you know. Uh, marched and you know and everything else for us to have a right to vote so you know we need to exercise that um that right that's our right to vote yeah you know when you, we think about the the voting and, and everything that is going on with the pandemic and everything that's going on in society mm -hmm. today, it is important for us to uh get our uh vote uh counted uh, because if you're not right. satisfied with the things that are going uh, in your state uh, the way they should be going, uh, now's the time. If you're not satisfied with how things are going in your community, now is the time. If you're not satisfied that how uh, things are going in the country, now is the time. Mm -hmm. It's time for us to uh, get ourselves uh, 
a knowledge base, get understanding. It's, it's so important right. to go out and, and get understanding about uh, uh, what uh, what we can do to get out and vote. Because this, during this right. time, this, this season, this is a different season from any other season voting. It is it's mm -hmm. so important that there's going to be so many people that will have to vote, uh, send in their votes and their ballots in. So you need to find out what your state says about uh, voting right. by mail and uh, what right. is the time frame that you have to use to get your uh, vote uh, uh, registration out there so that you can right. get your uh, ballot in the mail. Uh, right. In Arkansas, uh, there's a certain time frame. We see that we got Mr. Collins on now, uh, but in, in our in our state, uh, I think you have to have your paperwork and all that stuff sent in by uh, October 5th. So it is so mm -hmm. important to ensure that you right. have all of that done and done on time, so right. vote can be counted. What do you think? Right, right, right. Well, I do know, like in our state, I'm in um, Texas. Um, to be eligible to vote by mail, you've got to be at least 65 or older. You have to be disabled. Um, you got to be out of the country on election day or during the election um, early voting period. Um, if you confined in jail or um, but you're otherwise eligible to vote, you can't. And submit your app. So. Um, like you said, you do need to know what what you know the rules and the policies are for for each state. So I know mm -hmm. that's what here in Texas. Yeah, sorry I was a little late, but yeah, in California it's a little different. So um, like everybody receives a melon ballot regardless. So I was kind of taken back when I first moved out here because it was a little different in Missouri and obviously in Minnesota. But out here you get a melon. I think the cool thing about living out here is just they kind of encourage you to mail it in because of the population. There's a lot of people who live out here, so the polls can the polls can kind of get overwhelmed. And I think the overall plan uh, this year is to really push it because of the of COVID nineteen, right? Trying to keep as many people away mm -hmm. uh, from the polls and to keep that infection rates down. And voting early is is super important because it's not going to overwhelm. Regardless of what we see on TV, it's not going to overwhelm, uh, you know, the, the the postal service. So the, the the quicker they can get it in, the more the more time they have to process it. And I think that's part of really the reason why there's such a strategy and, and people talking about it is because voting early really does ensure you know that you're going to vote. One thing that I did want to bring up too is I don't know, you know, this year out of all years, voting to me, this is just an opinion. It should be a national holiday. Like there should be nobody going to work on that day, right? Like all polls should be open to where everybody's able to vote. There's no suppression, and, and you know, and I think that will change over time. But you know, just really understanding why voting is important um, and how your how your state works sets the stage, or it's kind of like a tradition at that point, you know. Right. Exactly, I agree. Um, I think that's a good idea, uh, making it a national holiday, especially on um the voting years, but also, um, you know, people that are like pregnant, you know, and, mm -hmm. and things like that, you know, um, my son, um, his, um, they're, they're going to have a, a child during that mm -hmm. period. So 
it would be in her best interest to go and vote early. So, mm -hmm. you know, it does make things easier for, you know, people like that to get out and, and, and vote, you know, during that early voting period so that they don't have to stand around people with um, disabilities and things like that. You know, it makes mm -hmm. it a, a lot easier if they can get out of, and go vote earlier than wait till mm -hmm. election day. Yeah. So if a person in your state uh, have to get registered to vote, what is the date or do you know the date, uh, the deadline date for getting uh, your uh, registration uh, completed in the state of Arkansas? Uh, you have to have uh, your registration deadline is on uh, Monday, October 5th, 2020. So uh, whether you do it by mail or whether you do it in person, that is the deadline uh, for getting uh, registered to vote for this upcoming election. Yeah. Um, I believe that, um, it's around the same time. I'm not exactly sure, but I believe it is uh, around that same time. Yeah. And I just really quickly pulled up because I'm always interested, like, okay, well, how does everybody work? It's uh, California is uh, the 19th of October. Uh, right. That's another thing. That's another thing, right? Like, if you look at this, I'm just going to kind of go through this. This is how this, uh, this, this fragmented things are at times. So Alabama's the 19th of October, Alaska's the 4th of October, 5th, Arizona, 5th, right. Arkansas, California, 19th, the list goes on and on. So everybody's doing different things. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. To where, um, I'm not sure how far we're gonna go into this, but I did some research. Just, I'm just real curious. I was like, okay, voter suppression, right? Or voting early kind of levels that out, if you think right. about it. Right. And if you mail in your vote, it kind of levels it out because the tradition is you get in your car and you, you go wait in line, rain, sleet or snow, and you cast that ballot and then you did your got your little sticker. Right. And you did your thing. <laughs> well, the, the world's more digital now. Right. Mm -hmm. To where, you know, obviously you can't go online and do certain things because things can be hacked by other countries and, and things like that nature. But just a quick topic that I was thinking, I was like, OK, what? Why, why, why is it such a big issue all the time? And I did some percentage of just African-American voters. Did you know that African-American voters in the Southeast, so that's like where you are uh, in, in um, Arkansas and just draw a line like North Carolina, that's where most of our population lives in this country. But for some reason, it's, it's tough for them to vote, right? They move the polls, they do different things there's mm -hmm. not enough education there. And I think people are starting to wake up to that and saying, okay, mm -hmm. you see like LeBron James, you see different people doing different things. I know like here in Sacramento uh, this year, they're opening up. Hello. I'm oh, sorry. They're opening up the, uh, I know all NBA's clubs are doing this, but I know in particular Sacramento, they're opening up the NBA arena to vote on that day. Just so people have a place to go. Exactly. You know? And right. it's just it's so important that people, I don't know, I just, I think about growing up and I think, oh, you vote? Oh, I don't vote. You know, why not? I don't matter. It really does matter. Yes, it does. You know, it really does matter. And I think that's a stigma in that particular part of the country and things like that, which is, I think people are starting to wake up to it, you know, and uh, trying to figure this out. One thing I've come to realize that if you don't... Uh, to take the time and take the opportunity to vote, you have no no right to complain about anything uh, because you exactly. didn't do part uh, in getting out there and voting. It's not 
uh, I, and I, I can remember when I was a young, young uh, kid, young man, uh, I probably did not vote for the first time till I was uh, almost 30 years old. And then afterwards, I realized that what I had given up and, and I thought about when I was able to think about all those that gave their lives to get the right to vote. And I was not even uh, going out and exercising my right to vote after all of that, that uh, everyone had went through. Uh, mm -hmm. to enable me to be able to vote and I wasn't doing it. So it convicted me to start to pushing to make sure no matter what the situation was, no matter what it was going through, that I would exercise my right to vote. It's not enough to say, uh, make a statement and say that uh, my vote's not going to count. It definitely won't count if you don't do it. So it's, it's, important, exactly. it's important for each mm -hmm. and every one of us to get out there, take the time, uh, is sometimes in life we're going to be inconvenienced, and uh, that is that's one of the times. Sometimes if you have to go to the polls, it's, it's going to inconvenience. Sometimes, sometimes we don't want to stand mm -hmm. in line. But what I think about, if I don't stand in line and then things don't go the way that I want to, I don't have a right to complain about it. So I would rather mm -hmm. take the time to be inconvenienced for one day to, to go out and do what I need to do to vote, to make sure that that my vote count, that, that I have a face so in, in the things that are going on in this country in which I live. So it, it's, mm -hmm. it's just so important for each and every one of us to step up and step out. Not and, and when we hear about people that that say that they don't want to take the time to vote, we need to encourage them. No discourage them, but we need to encourage them to exercise mm -hmm. the right to vote. We mm -hmm. need to encourage them and tell them why they need to go out and vote. Because see, voting, there was a time when we couldn't vote. There was a time when we couldn't even right. go in the front door of a restaurant. There's so many things mm -hmm. that have had to change. And the only way, voting is power. We have to understand that our vote can count. Our vote has power, but if we don't exercise that right to vote, if we don't step forth, then we can't say a word about anything that happened. We can't complain about the people that are in power. But if we if we if we exercise our right to vote, then if the people that we don't want to get in office get in there, and if and if there are the people that we want to get in office, if they don't do some of the things that we want, that's when we can have an opportunity to complain. But but first thing we got to do mm -hmm. is exercise our right to vote. Yeah, yeah. You know, one thing I'd like to add to that is, you know, we treat we treat voting like the Super Bowl. We vote every four years, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot going on in your communities. I don't know if you exactly. guys have been that, you know, you go to, let's say we got Rayleigh's out here, or like a grocery store. You'll see people out there that are trying to get you to sign up. If you stop and listen to what they're doing, it's not to get your signature because they're trying to do some forgery. <laughs> they're actually trying to affect the local government. Right. Because that's where the that's where the power is at. The power is in your neighbors and the people that you live around. Exactly. Um, I know the presidency is important and, you know, it's kind of yes. an image of the whole country. Yeah. But, you know, local government, I mean, it affects a lot. You affect, you affect school quality, uh, you affect, exactly. you're affecting how you're being policed in your neighborhoods. I mean, people don't realize you can vote for your local sheriff. Right. right. There's a lot of things you can do. Um, I know one thing out here that's super important, you know, and, and it is making an impact. I just saw the other day where San Francisco, I live about an hour and a half from there, where their rents are finally going down, you know, and it's because people are starting to rally. And obviously COVID and things like that are affecting it, but you can't think that those efforts aren't going unnoticed, right? Okay. Um, 
another thing I think about even being from Kansas City, I remember for a long time, people really wanted uh, public transit. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't something they were willing to do. It cost too much, you know, tax here, tax there. Now you're, you got public transit in a form of trains where people can go to work, right? They can exactly. take a job on the other side of town because now they don't have to depend on, you know, a vehicle they may not own or, or don't own, it's not working or what have you. And voting at the local level is the most powerful voting you can do. It's not, it's, you know, the presidency, I get it. It's, it's important, you know, and, but they, everything runs uphill. Think of it going from, from the foot soldiers or like the regular everyday life civilians all the way up to the federal government. That's how the policies are created from the back, from the ground up. And I think, you know, being African-American, I think that's where we've lost our, our, our luster because we've never, in my opinion, we've never really just said, okay, what's our voting strategy? Right. What is our strategy for our community? Like, what are we going to do? Right. Okay. This, we see these things are affecting us, but what are we going to do differently? First of all, I'm going to tell you, it's not easy for an African-American or anybody of color to get on a ballot because the cost is not true. It's very hard. You got to campaign, you know, there's a lot of different things, but you know, there's a lot of things and that go on where people can come together, right? And that, that, that money is not everything, but it, but you can be noticed if your policy, somebody will back you if it's right. something that you believe in and it's going to affect. And I think the more and more uh, you see what's going on and, and things that are happening. And one thing I will say also is getting on a ballot is like, it's like joining a fraternity. It's not easy. Okay. Mm-hmm. But once you're on or you know somebody that is on i think that's where these younger folks the younger generations figuring it out is that yeah if they're on there they can make changes exactly you know what right. i mean so right what, one of the things that but, i'm seeing is hardest to, to get uh accomplished is to get young people in to vote uh so many times we find that our young people uh do not want to take the uh, time to vote or uh we haven't taught them uh, the necessity of, of voting. They, they, they growing up never never did see the necessity for voting. That, that voting is is not just uh, a right, but it's, it's a privilege to be able to vote because there was a time when we couldn't, when we can't take these things for granted. So it's important right. that we we, we, we push, we, we, we say the things that's gonna be inconvenient sometime when people don't wanna hear it, we, we, but we need to uh, give them uh, what they need to equip them so they'll understand that as they grow up, because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. they're going to be the ones that's in control of the world at that time. So they need to get out and and realize the understanding that voting is a necessity. Right, right. And I just, you know, want to piggyback on what um, James was saying, you know, like voting um, on a local level, you know, um, when we vote locally, you know, we're voting for like the housing developments, you know, for you know, multi homes, you know, mm-hmm. like apartment mm-hmm. complexes and um, for mm-hmm. our tax revenue for new restaurants and retail developments, like you said, the schools and, the um, you know, the colleges and parks. So we're not just voting, you know, just, you know, like you said, we have to make sure that we vote 
you know, in between the every four years mm-hmm. when, when we're voting, right. you know, on a local level, too, because, you know, sometimes we wonder why our taxes is going up. And then sometimes we don't even understand. We don't even realize, you know, when we see a new stadium or something, you know, being built, you know what I'm saying? We wonder why our, our property taxes going up. But, you know, we don't we don't mm-hmm. vote. We don't get involved in things on the local level. You know, we just right. like you said, we make it like the Super Bowl. Like you said, James, we make mm-hmm. it right, like right. every four years, you know, mm-hmm. um, but we have to get a little more involved in things so that we. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't uh, you know. know about any of which. Excuse me. Go ahead. I don't know about anybody else, but. Uh, over the years, mm-hmm. when I when I grew up, I just have to look at myself. When I grew up, uh, I never heard my parents talking about voting. I never never heard them uh, talking about going out to the polls. But I do understand some of uh, their situation because they were in the age where there was a time where they could not even vote. So, uh, mm-hmm. but now at, at the age that I am, and my children are, and, and everybody in my family is, uh, there, there is a necessity to. Um, to, to, to press upon them that that they need to vote. They need to take that opportunity, take that time, because when we look at things that the way things are going in America today, when we look at what's happening right. to our black men and women today, when we look at uh, how even on the job, uh, you think about it, uh, if we don't take uh, an opportunity to vote, then the things that we, we need to get in place won't happen if we don't take the time to to press and get the right people right. in place. When I think about this, think about this. We looking at, at all this thing, this racism that is going on and uh, mm-hmm. uh, they're trying to suppress it. Think about it. If, if they're doing it in broad daylight, think about what's happening in HR, on the jobs right. and all these other situations. So if, if it yeah. can happen there in broad daylight, kneel on somebody's neck and then nothing yeah. happens. Think about what's happening behind the scenes for our black men and black women trying to get jobs or stay on the job and they last hired, first fired. So it's, it, we, we got a lot of things that we have to look at. If we want right. things to change, it, we have to be advocates of change. We have to step out and recognize uh, we have to have a passionate uh, push for change, in, not in just in our, in our home, in our community, in our state, and in our country. So if we want change, we have to be advocates of change. We have to push it ourselves. We have to yeah. be part of the push to make change right. happen. Yeah, you just basically just said why young people need to vote. That's exactly mm-hmm. why, because there's a transitional thing happening in this country. Baby boomers are getting older. Right. Mm-hmm. And they kind of set the foundation from a manufacturing standpoint way back when, right? Where they were able to have those jobs and set the foundation for their families. And they've been able to live off that for a while. And uh, but now, you know, we, we all we don't live forever. That's just how life works, right? So exactly. that's right. happening and they're in these leadership positions in particular in business and in government. What's happening, and you gotta be very careful with this one because you know um, we need, first of all, we need a lot of, we need more women in power. Just, I'm just gonna tell you that right now. It's not just about black, we need women in power because they exactly. see things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But what's gonna happen if we don't get people in those positions is they're just gonna hand it over to their wives and husbands, mm-hmm. right? And so it's just gonna continue the cycle and so, um, but there is this quiet, I don't even like to use the word war, but there's a, there's a quiet transitional war going on. The older folks mm-hmm. don't want to let the younger folks at the foundation. 
And so they're trying to extend things through law, right? Through different things to make it, you know, like if I write a bill today and I sign it for 10 years, guess what? You can't touch that for 10 years. That's just how it works. And so a lot of things can happen within those 10 years. And, you know, the one time, uh, based on my research, the one time that young voters came out and voted and there was something on the menu and it was LGBTT, LGBTQ, where mm-hmm. there was laws and there was marijuana and things like that, where right. Obama was coming in and everybody went to vote, right? That man won strictly on the young vote. He went to people like, wow, what, I didn't know these people were voting. Well, that's got to kind of happen again. If they want certain things to happen, mm-hmm. I think we all found out four years ago, oh, it don't matter, Hillary's going to win, or this person's going to win, or that person's going to win. You found out that night when you went to bed, your favorite person didn't win. And so now you're now you're in a situation where, I don't know about y'all, but there's been some interesting things that have happened these last four years, but I feel like we're going backwards. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not going forward. And that is because young people have to vote. They just have right. to. It's just the way it works. I mean, I'm 39. I've been voting since I was 18. And I'm going to tell you, you don't win everything you vote for. But like you said earlier, um, uh, that you you said, look, now I can speak on it, right? I at least can understand where my vote yes. went or what's going on and my kids. Because I'm going to tell you something. I got a 16-year-old and I have a 10-year-old. They look at politics way different than we ever did, right? Mm-hmm. It's in their face. It's in their face, right? Where we just didn't pay attention to it like like there it's in their face and they know what's going on they're looking at us to say okay well what are these people going to do because i can click we're having this call right now and we're researching getting information in a second right that's how they see the world right and there's a battle between that and there's a battle between no we're not going to do it that way and there's somewhere in the middle and personally, I feel like this is the middle ground. This this coming up on the fourth and what's going on in our local communities, this is the middle ground. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very important that when we go to vote, we take somebody with us. You check on to make sure, hey, do you vote? If you're in church, wherever you hey, do y'all vote? You need to know how to vote. You know, here's here's a register to vote, you know, whatever there is. Um, I saw something pretty cool the other day. I think I sent it to you today where people wearing t-shirts where you can just scan it with your phone and register right on right on the spot, right? right. Uh, off your t-shirt or after your sticker on your phone or, or what have you. And I uh, sent it out to my buddy in Minnesota who owns a barbershop, has a lot of people coming in. That's what he's working on, another African-American gentleman. He's like, I'm just trying to get as many people to vote because there's still this stigmatism that it's just not gonna matter. And it does matter. It matters yeah. a lot, you know, and uh, because there, there's just so many things going on. I've, I've had the privilege of being all over this country in business. And I'm going to tell you, I was in Baltimore, gosh, uh, probably about four months ago. Yeah, not longer than that, probably about six months ago. And um, I've been everywhere. And I'm going to tell you, like, redlining is a real thing. That's still in place. I don't know if you know what redlining is. But uh, redlining basically was a set of laws that was created out of the Great, uh, the great Depression. Exactly. And there was no there was no money in this country, right? Mm-hmm. So what happened was, whenever they got back to post, you know, recession, uh, the banks didn't have a bunch of money just to hand anybody. So they basically went to these cities. We probably all live in them, right? Where they live in these cities where uh, they color coded. They literally took out a map and they color coded, and that's how the suburb, that's how suburbs were actually created. 
was it would be red, red, yellow, and green. The green folks, right? We won't get into race, but it's pretty obvious. Uh, you get into who would get the money. These are the people that we know would pay back. These are hard workers. They had a good job before. They were able to bounce back. If you think about it, we're kind of in COVID. We're in that right now. Right. So then you go into the yellow, where these people were a little bit more high risk. So if you think of money or you think about risk, it's always high, medium, low, right? And then how am I going to get my money back? And then you got the uh, red. That's where our like a better word, ghettos, things like that are actually right. uh, where they are re- exist today, right? <laughs> and what happens is they're policed differently. Exactly. Well, a lot of these cities are still under those redlining laws and they haven't right. really changed. And if they right. have changed, they've tweaked it here and there, it hasn't really, but I'm telling you, it's not right that I can go to Kansas City, and I can use Baltimore as an example as well. If I go one block around where I was just at, where there's boarded up windows, Right, Black folks sitting on the porch, no air conditioners. You know, yep. it's hot. There's not. They have nothing. And if I go around the corner, there's the biggest, prettiest buildings you've ever seen in your life. Exactly. Right? Mm. And I think of the plaza in Kansas City. I remember growing up going there as a kid. We, you know, we go to the fish market. And I guess we go to the fish market today. You know, mm-hmm. but I always wondered when I was a kid. I was like, man, why is it that it's really, you know, lack of a better term, it's not. It's not pretty, right? There's, there's, you can see there's people that don't have jobs. You can see things going on. But then as soon as I go about another mile down here, I mean, wealthiest people you've ever seen, there's a hidden wall right there that you can't see that's being policed. And they won't let those people, they won't, yeah. they won't let that happen. That has to change. That has to change. It yeah. has to change because that's not right. But that, that only way that's not going to change, it's not going to change because you get a gun and you go out and you riot. That's not going to change it. Right. What's right. going to change it is voting. That's right. the only way it's going to change is if you vote and you vote locally and you understand what's going on. Like, right. you know, you right now, I bet you, you took a quiz and said, mm-hmm. okay, what does Trump represent versus Biden? Right. Probably couldn't tell you. Couldn't even tell you. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But they're both not perfect. I'm going to tell you that right, right now. Right. right. And you got to know, you know, what you're voting for exactly. and right. what are they going to do to affect that community? Because right now the spotlight is on horn mm-hmm. and it's a matter. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, what you're saying is like different leaders have different opinions on how to protect us. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, some, you know, basically, you know, how they police us, the military force. Mm-hmm. You know, the military forces, you know, so we should make sure that we choose in leaders, you know, that we feel that's going to protect our lives and our civil rights, Right. you know, um, too, mm-hmm. you know, so we don't sometimes don't think about that. You know, that's something that we have to consider, you know, how are our how are our civil rights going to be protected, you know, right. and that's a lot right. what we're dealing with right now, you know, our civil mm-hmm. rights. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even down to the hospitals, right? Like, look, 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 mm-hmm. look who's being affected by COVID the most. Let's just be honest. Right. It's, it's, African-American. It's and, 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 yes. People of color. And when we, uh, not right. even uh, just it. looking at that. <laughs> it's crazy. We, we look at the prison system. Um, we look at our prison system and we look in that and we see that uh, 80, almost 80% of those in there are people of color. And, mm-hmm. uh, 
we only make up 15 percent of right. the people in the United States. So you right. tell me that that uh, you make up 15 percent, but you make up 80 percent of those that are incarcerated. So uh, right. we have to look at those things. Uh, uh, if, if I'm correct, I think it's about 15% African-American in the United States. And I think it's, now it's about 16% Hispanic. So when you look mm -hmm. at those things, if you add those two together, that only equates to 30, 31. But when you mm -hmm. look at actuality of how many people there are in, incarcerated, it's, it's equating to about 80%. So it, it, right. it's a disparity there. You're saying that those other ones are not only not only that are going, that as a majority are not committing no more than twenty percent of the crime. No, so we we have to we have to uh, look at this thing and, and evaluate it and try mm -hmm. to get people in position and in place that's going to uh, uh, address things and try to correct some of the things which we know no politician can come in and correct everything, but they got mm -hmm. to right. put put the best of the what I call the best of the worst in the positions mm -hmm. to try to make change. We need change right. in, in, in not only in, in our cities, but in our states, as well as in our country. And it has mm -hmm. to, I think somebody said earlier, it has to start on the ground level in our cities. If our cities mm -hmm. don't, we don't start uh, voting the right people in place in our cities, and, and then in right. our states, and then, our, then it equates to the country. So that's how we're going to make change. That's how we can uh, have the power to change what's going on in society today. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, one thing from a business perspective, I've, basically, I've worked at a high level in the corporate world, and so I've seen a lot of the diversity strategies that are trying to take place. And what, right. I'll, what I'll tell you is, as people, the best thing we can do is support our local owned businesses. Exactly. That's the best thing we can do, right? Like, if you have a Black-owned business or you have a Latino-owned business or a Native American-owned business or women-owned business, support them. Because the more they're supported, the more visibility they get, too, that can affect you. And you're affecting change with your dollar. Your dollar is a powerful thing on top of voting. Right. And for the black folks in particular, they've taken our vote for granted in a lot of different exactly. ways. You know, but they, we don't realize we represent one trillion dollars to the economy. That's a lot of money. Exactly. Right. We represent a lot of money. But, you know, in my opinion, just my opinion, we need to stop going to the malls and start taking that money and creating our own wealth. Right. And actually putting it putting it in local people's pocket because right. locally they are influenced and they have networks of people. Right. And figuring out how do you affect your network of people? you got to start with your dollar where you put it to, because that starts a conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think as things kind of turn around, I think people will hopefully will realize, too, that, you know, everybody wants Gucci. But why you got to get Gucci when the man down the street's making better than what they are? Right. right. And he's just right around the corner from you. And yeah. he's in your community. He's in your local churches or she's in your local churches. And they're in your, uh, you know, they go to the same post office. You go everything. Mm -hmm. And that that is very powerful because when you shift that, when you start shifting that dollar, people wake up and they listen. Exactly. And they start saying, okay, what's going on? And that's right. how you create kind of a strategy because, like I said, these boards, they do want to get diverse. They don't, some of them don't even know how to get diverse, right? Right. Mm -hmm. How we're going to do it. 
But the reason why they're getting diverse is not necessarily from a cultural perspective, is to grow that business. Don't ever forget that, right? Because they know that with that diverse thought in the room, not only is it going to be better for HR or what have you, because we look at it like that, but what they're trying to do is the people that can figure that out the quickest, they're going to be around. But if you don't figure that out, your business ain't going to work. So while you have this uh, power, you know, as people, mm-hmm. it's important you seize that opportunity and it starts with that dollar. Where are you going to put that dollar? Are you going right. to go, you know, to the local uh, food market? Or are you going to go over to this other place? There's this, there's a lot of things that go behind the scenes of how those businesses got there to begin with. So how you support and how you go about things, it affects change. It really does. And I think as more, um, one thing that I like has happened is the athletes are finally speaking up. Exactly. Um, if you look at our history right. in the United States, typically things happen because athletes are able to, and they try to shut them up. They really do, you know, shut up and dribble. That's mm-hmm. like one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. Um, mm. Now nah, we're not going to do that, right? <laughs> we're not going to do that. And so, um, you know, I, here's a question I would like to pose, and this is something that's always been in my mind. I never had a forum like this to kind of bring it out. Do you think racism starts at the top or at the bottom? People in the street or at the top, like meaning like government? I honestly start, believe it starts at the bottom. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it, 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 it works its way up. Um, because if, if the bottom doesn't accept it, then mm-hmm. it, it definitely won't work on top. So right. because once it's on the bottom of the ones that's doing the work, if, but if they accept it, uh, it allows right. them and empowers the, those that are in power to do what they mm-hmm. do and they can push it even harder. But if, if the people that is in the bottom, the bottom, uh, the grassroots mm-hmm. people that are uh, doing the work, the assignments, if, if they are not acceptable, if they do not accept it, then those mm-hmm. that are in, in power, those that are in the positions can't do what they mm-hmm. do because the people from, that's that's accomplishing the work, because you look at the ones that's in power, the ones that's over the companies, they're not doing the work. It's the ones that, the, what I call the worker bees, those are the ones mm-hmm. that are making the, the, the company actually uh, move forward. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I agree. I agree that people, I mean, you know, that racism, you know, starts at the bottom. However, I believe that if you have a, a racist, you know, leader or, you know, someone, in other words, a person who is over a company, I'll just say it in that sense. Mm-hmm. can affect more people being racist than just me myself. I can't wow. only affect those few people around me. However, a person who is in and so it may start at the mm-hmm. bottom, but if you have mm-hmm. a leader who is a, a leader who is not a racist or you know who is mm-hmm you know, mm-hmm. a kind person or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Treat everybody mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. He going to affect that leader will affect mm-hmm. more people to be more kind mm-hmm. to each other or mm-hmm. whatever. So, yeah. it, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I believe. I believe it's yeah, at the bottom, but it, but, it, but the person on the top has the more, can, his, 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 his leadership going to spread out wider, you know, so right. then you're going to cause other, the people who are racist you know, they're going to bring that out, you know, because you have a racist leader. Great that's answer. Just, so this is what I, this, 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 I think those are great answers. So this is what I was asking. So when you look at, let's pull the onion back. So let's say, okay, 
this is all about voting because this affects everything. Everything we're talking about affects voting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Red and blue. Why does that matter? Right. That's a form of racism. It's a form right. of prejudice. Already, already, before we even start. Right. <laughs> it's what's You're being right. instilled. What's being instilled in us is already at the top. I'm red. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm blood. You're crip. Yeah. I'm black. You're white. There's yes. a division that nobody sees. Yes. Right. So it's almost like okay, if he's wearing red, then he don't believe what I believe in. Or like yes. that's a whole thing, and it trickles all the way down to the streets because it's right. being seen on UT. It's like it's almost like a strategy against people. Mm -hmm. And I I pray that people can see through that because mm -hmm. really you don't need nobody needs to get on our television with a red tie or a blue tie for us right. to identify right. policies. That makes no sense. Right. Yes. So, but. You it's know, like wearing, I, like you said, it's like wearing a crip rag. One guy red, 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 one guy red. Y'all, y'all just y'all, y'all gang members in a whole nother level. Right. <laughs> on, on a whole nother level. But you right. know what else? I, I wanted to bring out when we vote for our president, we yeah. have to realize too that we're voting for like the supreme justices too. Exactly. Because a lot of those, like you got Clarence Thomas, who was voted in by George Bush <laughs> in 1991. So whoever the president is that um that you know appoint those supreme justices that affect the laws that we live by right. those justices they don't right. they're not there for like two or three years and they're gone they're there for a long time Clarence right. Thomas been it's in a lifetime it, it, yes he's been there since my youngest son was even born you know so yeah. you know we have to remember you know, that we have to yes. think about those things. What we're voting for is not just, you know, I don't like him or whatever. We got to know what we voted for because we voted exactly. for people who's making laws for us. You know, that's going to affect not just me, but my children and now my grandchildren. So we have to we have to think about that. You know, that our vote means a lot. It's not we shouldn't. Think our vote doesn't mean anything. That it doesn't matter. It's my right. my one little vote doesn't matter. Your one little vote can make the difference between us, you know, having one law versus another because of the right. person who right. appoint those justices. So exactly. that's that's another thing we have to consider. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Sorry, I didn't mean to get y'all fired up, but I always looked at it like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't understand why. I was like, okay, you want to unite me, but if I don't wear a red tie yes. or a blue tie, mm -hmm. I can't grow with you. That makes no sense, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when you look at uh, our society, yeah, that's so. kind of a way that it's, it's gotten messed up. And so mm -hmm. it's important for us to uh, wade through the mess and uh, instill in our children and grandchildren the correct things and what mm -hmm. to look for and what not to look for. Uh, when right. they are in everything that we do, we have to be mm -hmm. cautious uh, in this in this world today. When we look at everything uh, yes. that's actually going mm -hmm. on, because I, I hate to say it like that, but if we don't, uh, we're losing we're losing so many of our young African American men and and, and yes. even some of our women today uh, to some of this stuff that is just going on that is ridiculous. But mm -hmm. uh, so you got. And I, I hate to say it, that, that we have to be more cautious than anybody else in the world. Uh, I read yes. stuff the other day uh, how back in uh, uh, when the Indians were uh, getting uh, driven out of North Carolina and those those areas, Florida, and uh, taken to uh, to uh, Oklahoma, 
uh, I found out that some of them even owned slaves because because what they was trying to do is they was trying to civilize the the Indian, and so they had some of the Indians owning African American slaves. So we it, it's so much that has happened in society, so much has happened in the world that we're not even aware of. Uh, so right. it's important for us as as uh, men and women to, to to get empowered, and how we can get empowered is get knowledge is power now. Knowledge can take us a lot of places that uh, that uh, nothing else can take us. So we, we need to have knowledge of, of our situations, our surroundings, and everything that's going on, and the things that have happened, and that'll help us mm -hmm. give us insight that we need to 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 help to push things in the correct way. Because uh, you have to remember, like uh, Trump say all the time, there's fake news. There's a lot of fake stuff out there that they won't want us to grab up because uh, a, a fact mm -hmm. is. A lot of us African Americans don't want to read nothing, so we have to we have to uh, we have to get empowered so we can get to get get our people to reading and get the information out there that needs to be out there so we can be uh, have the economic impact that we need to because if we keep our money circulating in our communities, it's going to have an effect. I think James said earlier that it's over a trillion dollars a year. So when we look mm -hmm. at that, a trillion dollars is a lot of money. And if you take that out of somebody right. else's hand, they're going to listen to you. They're going to pay attention to mm -hmm. what you say. When you say something, they're going to say, yes, sir, because what you're doing is you're hurting them. So what we got mm -hmm. to do, we got to do is circulate our money and start uh, patronizing uh, uh, African-American businesses. If we start doing that and, 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 and everything, we, we think, I don't know why we got it in our head that we got to have a new car every two, three years. But what, what right. we have to do is start paying cash for those cars and then that right. cut out the interest. And when we pay cash for that car and cut out that interest, then the man lose that money and he got to pay attention. And when, when you pay cash, right. you're going to get it cheaper. So what they, what's going to happen? The price is going to come down because you're not allowing them to do what they've done to us in the past. That's right. Mm -hmm. But we are getting... correctly uh, at the beginning um, but uh, uh, I'm thankful for each and every one of you thank you for uh, uh, you Miss Knight and thank you for Mr. Collins for uh, coming in and thank you for our guests uh, that uh, listened in uh, we just appreciate you so much uh, we had a podcast this morning uh, it was uh, Crossroads uh, with a Dr. Lee Adams he talked about uh, racism in America, and it was a uh, it was something to listen to and something to think about. So, if uh, you're listening to this podcast and you want to check out some of our other stuff, you go to BBS Gospel Broadcast Station. On you can even go on our Heart Radio and uh, under their podcast, and you can hear our our different podcasts. Uh, our goal is to uh, help help us to help ourselves that we can right. empower, have a powerful impact for the people in this time uh, because there's so much uh, going on. Uh, James is in, in Sacramento, California. Phyllis is in uh, Mansfield, Texas, Mansfield. and I'm in, uh, right outside of Memphis, Tennessee. So we're not even in the same location, social distancing. <laughs> but uh, mm -hmm. it is so important that that we get a word out and realize to, to have an impact on this uh, voting and, and ensuring that people 
get registered and people uh, vote early. Don't wait to the last minute. Something always happens. It's something about on a job when they know they let you they hold you there to keep you from going out and vote. So don't wait right. to the last minute to vote. Get that vote out. Get it out soon. And then we can make an impact for the people in, in, in our community, in our state, in our world. It, it's just so important. Uh, Phyllis, I'm going to ask you if you give us some final remarks and then uh, we're going to ask Mr. Collins will give us his final remarks and then we're going to get out of here and we're going to thank our guests for, uh, for listening and uh, uh, well, I just wanted to um, thank you, Dr. Smith, for allowing me to um, be on um, your panel this evening and um, just want to, you know, remind everybody, you know, to to get out and vote early. You know, voting early is, early is between October 13th and October 30th. Um, just make sure you have your ID, you know, and um, a valid ID and you know, get out there and, and vote. You know, um, your vote vote means a lot. It's important. Um, and hey, this is the time that we we got to we got to vote. This is an important year to get out and vote. So I just mm -hmm. want to thank you for allowing me to be a part of your panel tonight. Yeah, I concur. Thank you for inviting me. It, uh, it, was, a, it was a fun, a lot of fun. I enjoy. I always haven't heard uh, my fellow's voice in a long time, and I appreciate I appreciate you guys allowing me to to, to chime in. Uh, Vote.org, register, and one thing that I will say, when you get those census bureaus, fill them out, send them back in. We got People got to know where you are. Um, if you don't fill those out, you just set them to the side, people will not know where you are and you will not receive your uh, uh, your information to vote. So uh, go to vote.org, uh, it takes you five minutes to, uh, to log in and just uh, register yourself. And from that, you should be set, you know, as, as I feel said, as long as you have your license, you have everything you need, Good to go, but uh, vote, 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 and uh, go from there. Thank you for having me. Uh, as, as we get ready to close this out, uh, I just I just thought about something I heard earlier today. How it was over two hundred thousand uh, people in the state of um, Georgia that was taken out uh, from um, having uh, being registered to vote. Uh, they're trying to say that they they didn't live at those addresses, but they found out that to be incorrect. So it's important to stay on top of our voter uh, information so people cannot try to void out our uh, opportunity to vote. They always are trying to stop and suppress the vote. So if we we, we get read, make sure that we are registered in time. In Arkansas, you yeah. have to be registered by October 5th and uh, to, to vote in this upcoming election. So um, it's important for us to be uh, ready, empowered, so we can have an impact at such a time as this. Uh, we thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for our, our listeners. And thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for our co-host today. Have a good day and be blessed. See ya. Have a good, good evening. Good evening.